I always wanted to help other dads who was in that situation that I was in, where, you know, you become a father and unless you've had another man step up, if your father isn't there, you know, uncles or cousins or whatever, you really just don't know what to do. Having been raised by so many women, aunts and my mom, my grandma, I could lean on that experience to kind of guide me, you know, learn what to do in this process. Welcome to the Good Around Us podcast. Here we share stories of people doing good for others. I'm your host, Stephanie Keeley. Michael Gardner is a Philadelphia native seeking to be the very best father for his daughter, Ava. Growing up without a present father in his own life, he knew he wanted to create a different experience and would need to do it in his own unique way. He took his natural creativity, combined it with his great love for Ava, and out came Daddy Dressed Me by MG. This name may sound familiar as it was featured on the Today Show and other outlets in late 2020. Listen in for a personal view of what this movement, brand, and project is all about. Daddy Dressed Me by Michael Gardner is the creative, uh, fun, and loving adventure of me navigating my fatherhood experience as well as bonding uh, with my daughter, Ava. Yeah, sewing became the tool that I used to teach her about confidence, uh, self-love, and to build up her esteem to feel like she could do anything she puts her mind to. Um, So I just decided to use a creative path, which is the best way that I kind of express myself and navigate uh, my own experiences. And I combined that with um, trying to figure out fatherhood and um, becoming the best dad that I can possibly possibly be for her. You've created clothing. You've learned to sew and Mm -hmm. created clothing for your daughter, Ava, and, but it's become a a bit of a movement. Tell us, Mm -hmm. tell us where it began. So yeah, it just began with me always being creative and searching for kind of a new challenge, um, a new way to express myself. At that point, I had already kind of tried DIY projects, um, art, nothing that I was like, you know, selling or anything, but it was just kind of my personal, um, my personal way of um, kind of learning life and processing my own feelings and experiences. And when I became a father, um, yeah, I just didn't have anything to kind of um, compare to because my father didn't raise me. So, but I always knew I wanted to be a dad. So I figured, oh, why don't I try, you know, something creative to bond with her? Just kind of looking at her personality, um, you know, how she would just fill any room she went into with, you know, her beautiful energy. And I just felt like, oh, this could be something that, you know, I'm confident in creating. So I feel like this could actually help me also become confident in being a father and learning how to communicate with her, how to... Um, you know, just spend that one-on-one time that every kid needs from their parent. I didn't necessarily know what to do. So this, uh, you know, teaching myself to sew became like, oh, this could be a tool that I could use. And, you know, eight years later, you know, we started when she was three and she's 10 now. And, you know, that has, this experience has kind of built our bond. Um, It's taught both of us a whole lot. Uh, especially about confidence, 
Um, and yeah, we just, we have a relationship where we kind of bounce off of each other. We are constantly encouraging and uplifting and supporting each other. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's grown into something that, uh, as I've shared uh, through social media, that it's, it's impacted, you know, people from all over, which, and for that, I'm grateful. I just didn't necessarily expect that when I started. Yeah. So you taught yourself to sew, right? You didn't know how to sew no, from I had childhood. No, no, I had no prior experience. Um, there was a sewing, there was a sewing machine that my mom had purchased that was in the house. And I walked by it several times, never thought anything of it until my sister, my mom, it was funny. My mom had opened the box, but never took the machine out of the box. <laughs> and my sister saw it and one day just decided that she was going to start sewing. Now, I learned later that my, I think my mom was in, uh, inspired by my grandma who had sold for her when she was a kid. Uh, when they would have recitals and different programs at school, I found out my grandma would, you know, sew them clothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where my mom got it from. And then my sister took it and started using it. And it was maybe about a year after seeing her where I was just like, one day, I think I actually want to try it. So um, she was like, go to YouTube, go to Pinterest. And then she kind of sat with me and, you know, walked me through some of the basics. And I just remember being so excited that I just kind of ran um, from there and like would go to work every day, come home and be at the, you know, be at the sewing machine, upcycling, um, thrifted clothing, just trying to like build my confidence and figure it out. And once I had kind of made a few pieces and saw Ava's reaction, that's when I was like, okay, now, you know, went out and bought fabrics and just, I remember sitting in um, the dining room of our apartment and I just created like a whole collection of clothing for her to start wearing that spring uh, for spring and summer. And, you know, as she would wear, I would just, you know, bring my, pull my phone out, take pictures and videos of her and just kind of at some point was like, I think I want to start sharing this. And that's where Daddy Dress Me came from. I'm not even sure why I decided to like, you know, label it a name at at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember talking to Ava's mom and I had like, you know, we were bouncing ideas off of each other to try to figure out the name. She actually helped me come up with Daddy Dress Me. And, you know, at the time I said, oh, you know, I want to write, I was just kind of dreaming out loud. I want to write a book. I want to. Um, I would love to tour and like teach dads how to do hair and, you know, just trying to, I always wanted to help other dads who was in that situation that I was in where, you know, you become a father and unless you've had another man step up, if your father isn't there, you know, uncles or cousins or whatever, you really just don't know what to do. But I could lean on um, having been raised by so many women, aunts and my mom, my grandma. I could lean on that experience to kind of guide me. And then I just kind of, you know, establish my own lane to kind of, um, you know, learn what to do in this process. Well, I love the name Daddy Dressed Me because often um, dads get a, a bit of a bad rap for um, maybe not putting together the best outfits and it and kids go to school and they get home. They're like, oh, well, clearly daddy dressed you this morning or, you know, (laughs) and even uh, my own memory of childhood, there was a a good period of time where my mom went to work before we went to school. And so Mm -hmm. my dad would do my hair 
and then my best friend's mom would typically fix my hair <laughs> after he, after daddy did my hair. Right. So I, I like, I think it's a, a great, clever and relatable title. Um, but you really took a fashion approach to it, creating collections for spring mm-hmm. and summer from the beginning. Yeah, it just, I just, I had so much excitement and I just had like a, a passion for learning because I think once the first, I remember that feeling after the first thing that I kind of made where you have an idea in your head and then it becomes a tangible thing. And then you're able to put that on your child. And, you know, like that, I just never forgot that feeling. So it was just a constant thing that I was just like, I couldn't wait to get home to actually start sewing and try things on her. And um, yeah, it just grew to then like, oh, well, let's find different places to take pictures. There was a period where like we would just, I wanted to like capture her initial excitement because when she would put the clothes on, that it was like a a, a light, a, a flip would switch and, you know, her face would light up and she was just happy and she would pose. So we would just come right outside our apartment and take the pictures right there. So as I started sharing, you always just saw like, it was like three steps and then it was like some brick and the two windows that kind of, you know, show the, the front of the building. And so all of my pictures just had that consistent background in them. Um, because I didn't want to lose that moment of her just being extremely happy and, you know, excited that she's wearing clothes that her dad made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of branched out to going to playgrounds and going to parks. And, and now it's like a thing where we have discussions about, you know, if she know that if she knows that I've created something, then we kind of plan it out. Oh, where should we take pictures? And, you know, she's talking about her accessories. So she's now fully embraced in, you know, the entire process where we, when we first began, it was literally all me. And then I just left it up to her to kind of, you know, pose and do what she wanted to do to express herself. Now she's like fully immersed and very opinionated, like knows what she likes. She has no problem saying, you know, daddy, can we change, you know, if I'm making it a certain sleeve, she'll say, well, can we do this sleeve or no sleeve? Or, you know, if I want to make a maxi dress, she may say, I think this will look better shorter. so we had those debates sometimes and sometimes I just, you know, I'll never forget the day she, I was trying to convince her to put something on. I was still in the process of making it. And, you know, I'm like, I just see the vision and I'm like, I want to make it. It's going to be beautiful. And she was like, daddy, I'm the one that's wearing it. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're actually right. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned to like, yeah, as she was growing, and this was like a couple of years in. I'm like, oh, I need to actually like leave space for her opinions because it's no longer just the excitement of, oh, daddy made it. I'm going to wear it. She was like, no, I actually like I'm developing an opinion. Like, I feel like I know, you know, what looks great. And so now, you know, that's still like an ongoing process where we battle sometimes. But for the most part, um, I let her have her way. Ava sounds like the the youngest of influencers out there. She's got that energy and she knows what she likes. Yeah, she very much. And I that's one of the things I actually love about her. Um, because you know, when I began this process, it was to build up her confidence. It was to mm-hmm. communication is like a big um a big thing for me because of my, you know, upbringing and you know, I'm kind of I'm very sensitive, I'm emotional. But I didn't really have like a place to kind of let that energy out. 
And Ava is very much like me in that way. So that's one of the ways that we truly are like the closest in, in this communication. She knows if she feels things, sees things, has questions, she can come to me. And through actually, you know, the bonding experience of the sewing and modeling, that's a part of how we got to that place because, you know, I would be sewing and she would be keeping me company, just sitting there watching me, um, you know, as I'm creating or she would come and talk to me. And that kind of transition to, you know, as she's getting older and maturing, um, you know, you have to start having different conversations and everything is just kind of out in the open and there's comfort there. So it's not like, you know, where some dads and daughters, it could be a little awkward and we don't really have that. Like mm-hmm. as things come up, we just know, okay, we can talk to each other. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably the best part of our relationship. Well, you know, it's, it's notable how you have really taken a real, um, a real focused approach to fatherhood. I mean, you're really trying to figure out what's the best way to father. Um, And not everyone thinks about parenting just generally, not everyone thinks about like, okay, what's the approach I want to take to this? Um, a lot of times we're just busy and, and going along our way, trying to do the best we can do. And, and that's good too. But I love how you've really taken this, okay, I'm going to use creativity as a way to connect with my daughter. And already you've just illustrated some of the way some of those big parenting lessons we all get from our kids, like they want independence, they want to have some space in the room for their own opinions and preferences. And we have to allow for that. And and through this creative process of, of her sewing her clothes and creating her wardrobe, you're giving that space to create those habits in your own relationship. Yeah. I've, I'm very intentional Mm -hmm. with everything that I do, but especially in parenting. Um, Yeah, I have this thing, even with like friends and family, like, you know, I remember ways that I felt when I was younger and I never want people to feel, especially like feeling alone or they don't have someone to talk to. Um, Yeah, I never want people to feel that feeling. So I've kind of been intentional about, you know, lending my support to people that I love and especially with her. Um, A lot of it has just been kind of listening to her and watching her and learning what is it that she needs. And, you know, she's, yeah, she's very clear, even before she could kind of speak to her needs, you know, I could watch her facial expressions or just, you know, feel her energy in different moments. And yeah, being in tune in that way has helped me to kind of just connect with her and you know, when anything happens, she wants to come to me and talk through it before anybody else. Um, And she always says, you know, thank you so much for listening to me. And that's like a big thing for her. Um, Every day when I make her lunch, or when I, you know, pack her lunch, I write like an inspirational note. And I just started this, I did it a few times um, a couple years ago before, like, you know, she was um, home on, um, you know, mm. at home learning, I had did it. And I just last year, I was like, I think I want to actually like start doing this again. So I said, all right, I'm going to commit to doing this every single day. So every day that, you know, as I'm packing her lunch, I, you know, write a note, throw it in there. It's, you know, addressed to her, has the date and I always sign it. Um, and 
you know, I thought she was just reading it, you know, in the morning, maybe before she's eating like one of her snacks. And she came and told me this is about maybe a week ago. She was like, oh, I read it three times a day. And I was like, oh, you do? She was like, yeah. Because um, she always comes home and says, thank you for my note and tells me, you know, what it meant to her. And each day it's like a different message. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know that she read it multiple times a day. And she ended up telling me because <laughs> um, I usually pack her like celery with like some salad dressing for dipping. And the container had spilled that had the salad dressing in it. So when she opened her lunch bag, she said, oh, no, like my note, her note was like destroyed. And she was so upset. She was like, oh, no, my note is gone. It's wet. And and I felt like she was about to try to save it. I said, Ava, it's OK. Like <laughs> we you know, do not want that ranch stain. Right. <laughs> I was like, we can you know, throw it away. But literally, she takes them out of her lunch bag every day and they're all just like piled up and you know, she, she wants to keep them. So it's little that things the like sweetest. That, that, you know, that's just takes me, you know, about a minute. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, Oh wait, what's the message today? I literally don't like pre-plan it. It's just like, whatever's on my mind that morning, I write it. And it makes the biggest difference to her, you know, each day she comes home and she gives me the biggest hug and always, you know, says, Oh, thank you for that note. You know, sometimes they're like right on time for something that, you know, maybe happened in the day. So I guess that was why she started reading it multiple times. So mm-hmm. it's little things like that that just make a huge difference, especially for her. Oh, I love that. So much of what you're doing is around confidence. And I know that was a big part of the lesson when you first started this was to to help with confidence. And that is so important for everyone, but especially for young girls, Mm -hmm. there's so much research out there around the confidence in girls. And even it was actually in a podcast episode here on the good around us, um, that someone shared about the research that Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman did. Um, they have a great book called the confidence code, and they have a second book on called the confidence code for girls, because they have found that from the ages of eight to 14, confidence in girls erodes. But in their further research, they found that it's as early as the age of five when oh. confidence begins to decline. Mm-hmm. And probably, we, you know, I'm not sure exactly, but probably that's because they're going to school and there's those influences and comparisons between girls and boys and um, the social influences around there too. Um, But you started at the age of three focusing on her confidence. And I just think about what a difference that makes for her. Yeah, that's, that's probably the number one comment that I get about her. Um, Anytime I share something um, it's, oh, I love like, and these are adult women. I love her confidence. Like I wish I was that confident. And, um, you know, just recently I've, you know, been talking to her because everything that's social media related, that's all me. Like, I don't show Ava some of that. Well, I don't really show any of it to her. Occasionally I'll just say, oh, you know, if there's like an overall um, sentiment from people, I'm like, oh, they loved when you did this and you got so many compliments when you did this, but I don't want her sitting and reading through every single comment. Um, so, you know, I don't really like show her all of it, but I had talked to her recently where I was like, you know, you're getting older. People love seeing you. I said, I think it's a good idea to kind of have you, you know, do some things that 
show more of your personality and, you know, where people can hear from you. So last year, uh, she decided just for herself, she wanted to go vegan, vegetarian. So, I, you know, I always tell her, whatever you want to do, I'm going to be here to support you. So, you know, we started on that journey. So recently we've been, uh, we, I created this thing called Ava's Vegan Adventures, where, you know, it's her. We The first one we did, we went to a restaurant. And I was like, you should do the voiceover. So at first she kind of struggled. And, you know, I kind of coached her and we worked through it. And when I shared it, it was like, oh, we love hearing Ava's voice. And, you know, so I told her, I said, this is what I was saying to you. Like, you know, and also other little girls, you know, can see her and, you know, be inspired as well. So the second time we we did it, we cooked at home and I let her, there's a soup that I make and I let her do basically all of the cooking. Filmed it, she did the voiceover. And I just noticed the shift in her confidence from like the first time to the second time where I'd asked her to write the script herself because the first one I pretty much wrote um, because she was like overthinking a little a little bit and I think just not really sure what to do. So I said, okay, I'll show you. And then the second one, she completely wrote it herself, um, pretty much recorded it in like two takes. And, you know, her face lit up when she was done because I think she realized, okay, the first time you know, it didn't go so great. I wanted to do better. The second time I came back and I did better. And just last night we were, um, she had the paper in her hand. I said, oh, what is that? And she said, oh, this is the um, the script for the voiceover. The second one that she did. I said, oh, you can throw it away now. We're done. She said, no, I want to keep it and use it as a reference for the next one. So like, I just smile because I'm like, these are the things that I kind of like push her to do. Um, and even outside of like creating content, I just try to challenge her to, you know, see other perspectives and, um, you know, ch to challenge herself to step out of her comfort zone. And she always, she, you know, writes me little cute little notes and stuff. And one of the notes she said, you know, thank you for listening to me and always pushing me to be better. So, you know, she's like a sponge. And I've noticed that since she was little, she watches everything that I do. She watches, you know, how I treat people. Um, how I handle situations where I'm frustrated, like all of that. So, you know, I'm always just trying to not only be a good example, but also put her in a position to, you know, feel her best, but also understand that like making mistakes and failing is a part of life too. She's very competitive. So <laughs> we've gone through, you know, our battles where we're playing games and, you know, I'll never forget we were playing Uno and I, she, you know, had, I think, draw fours and threw them out like early in the game. And I was like, Ava, I said, you wanna kind of create a strategy. You know, if you need them early, use them. But that's usually used when, you know, you're trying to prevent somebody from going out and, and beating you. Probably about two hands later, she remembered that information and actually beat me and did just that, <laughs> held that draw four. And I'm like, oh, Uno, and I'm about to go out. And she said, no, and put the card down. And I'm sitting there like, well, I just taught her this. Now, you know, it's caused me to lose. But, you know, that's something that she remembers and now develops a strategy when she's playing anything. So wow. what what great examples of just how, like you said, kids are such a sponge and mm -hmm. they are so coachable. They're watching yeah. us. They're listening. And then they're using their own little independent brains to just show us how amazing they can be. Right. 
Yeah, I tell her all the time, you you're far ahead of me when I was your like when I was 10. Like the conversations that I have with her, um, especially surrounding her emotions and her feelings, like, you know, she came to me about, you know, one of her best friends. Like she's like, I'm, you know, she's not listening to me when I talk. So I said, well, what is it? She's basing everything on how I handle her. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, what is it that you need? She was like, she only answers with like an okay or one word. And I want her to ask more. And I said, well, where do you get that from? She was like, you, like, you know, she wants everybody to handle her how I do. So we had to, you know, talk about that. And I said, well, I said, go to your friend, tell her how you feel. And, you know, basically they had a, a conversation and kind of work through things. And I was just like, I, I told her I was so proud of you because when I was growing up, that wasn't a thing. Like, you know, something happened. I kind of held it in and I didn't have somebody kind of coaching me and building me up to express, you know, what I was feeling. So I love that she's, you know, at this age where, you know, you you may know something is wrong with her, but she's not necessarily willing to tell you. So when she, when I know those situations happen, like I encourage her and then she will go back to that person and have a conversation. So I know that's something that will carry her into adulthood. So I'm hoping that, you know, she stays on that path. I think about two years ago, one of my biggest posts was just a picture of me sitting at the sewing machine. And for me, it was just like, I don't even know why I did it. I just, I didn't really have many pictures of me sewing. I wasn't recording myself. And I was, and I well, I don't know why I did it. Cause I just got the new machine and I became a brand ambassador for Genomi. So I said, oh, let me take a picture. And that post just like blew up. And from people from the outside were like, oh, we don't see men you know, sewing very much. And this was like right when um, the pandemic had hit and then there was all this attention on sewing because of the face mask. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like crazy timing. And yeah, I just posted it, went on about my business and I'm like, what is going on? And people were reacting to, you know, seeing me as a man behind the sewing machine because the field is predominantly, you know, dominated by women. Um. And then I think through the pandemic, you've seen more men maybe come out and show more interest in sewing or even like, you know, couples that are together, they're, you know, share, they're uh, sharing tips and knowledge with their partners. I actually started, I showed my fiance how to sew during the pandemic. And now she, you know, buys patterns, buys fabrics and creates for herself. So it's, you know, just kind of doing some of the natural things that I do and, and just sharing it, you don't know how people are going to respond to it, how they feel about it, but I'm blown away sometimes. <laughs> well, about that time is when you, like you said, it just kind of took off and you you got some national attention through the Today Show and Sewing Magazine, and I know more. And you've never really been interested in selling clothing. It's not been about that for you. It's It's a personal this is a personal thing and and done for Ava, but it is out there. You know, you've got this campaign, you've got publicity. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what is the main message that you want others to have? Is it a message for parents? Is it a message for kids? What, what is it that you're trying to accomplish through this work that you're doing? My overall, my overall goal is really just to kind of spread positivity and joy. 
and I get that comment a lot. Like your posts, you know, brighten up my day. Um, I usually share like um, inspirational quotes in the morning as in the morning as well. So, um, and that's just something that's kind of personal to me, but I share because often there's someone who says, oh, I relate to that. Thank you. I needed this today. Um, so yeah, it's just being okay with, okay, knowing maybe you don't know something, but you can definitely figure out how to learn it, how to do it. If you put, you know, the effort, the energy and intention behind it, everything that I've sown wasn't like, you know, runway worthy. It just for an example, um, but I know like when I'm creating, I have a feeling when I'm creating, then I transfer that feeling to Ava when she's wearing the clothes. Then I capture her in the clothes and then I share that. And that makes people feel something. So for me, it's that's the, the blessing of all of this. There's a whole community who have embraced not only me, but Ava. And, you know, when certain things happen for us, they're not shocked because they're like, yeah, you're deserving of this. You, you deserve to be in magazines. You deserve to be on TV. And those were things that I had never, you know, never even considered, thought of, or necessarily wanted. Um, it can be tricky because, you know, yes, it's become a brand, but it's also like our real life. So I have to mm-hmm. like, you know, have boundaries. I have to um, respect Ava's time. And you know what I mean? Like there was a point where I was just going, going, going. And, you know, she was going right along with me, but I'm like, I don't want her to feel like our relationship is just consumed by my phone is up and I'm recording everything that we do. So, you know, I, I, I don't do that. I don't share everything we talk about. Um, you know, especially as she maturing, I want her to still have the comfort of coming to me and not feeling like, um, I'm sharing. Like I often ask her, are you okay with me sharing this? Because, these are her thoughts and her feelings too. And, you know, I don't want to just make her feel a particular way. Um, so as long as people are, you know, walking away, um, smiling or feeling something, it's whatever they feel like I'm happy with that because I feel like that's what art in any kind of capacity does. It makes you think, it reminds you of things. Um, and you, those are things that you don't forget how, Oh, when that, when, you know, I saw this, that made me feel, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but, you know, opening myself up to like selling it in that type of way was just, I tried it once. It wasn't, it took away the joy for me. Well, you've certainly inspired us as parents to get creative with how we're bonding with our kids and whether it's doing exactly what you're doing and creating clothing and sewing or it's kind of a nudge to think of our own unique way of creatively mm-hmm. connecting with our kids. You, you have illustrated that through and through um, in the work you're doing and in our conversation here. And so I really appreciate that. And I know that it will, it will do some good for others as well. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So I wonder if you could help us close out the episode by sharing uh, a quote. It sounds like you're a quote guy and whether it's a lunchbox inspiration or something you post, is there one that you would like to share with us today? Yes. This one's, I tell you all the time, it's my life's motto is treat people the way you want to be treated. Very simple, very like to the point 
And that's literally how I tried to live my life. The love this father has for his daughter is palpable, right? What a beautiful and gracious example he's setting of how to parent. And hey, girl dads, here's your permission to connect with daughters in a fun new way. To see what Daddy Dressed Me is creating right now, or to connect with Michael, go to his Instagram page. We've got all the links for you in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Good Around Us podcast. And join us back here next time for another story of someone doing good for others. Thanks for listening to The Good Around Us. Until next time.